Welcome to Sophisticated Mom, and I'm your host, Dr. Sophia, the creator of the Christian lifestyle blog, SophisticatedMom.com. I will break down faith-based advice and make it applicable and relatable to help you on your journey on this thing we call life. You'll learn everything you need to know on how to become the master of your own destiny. In this post, I will be answering the question, what does it mean to fear the Lord? The whole idea of fearing God can be confusing. You are supposed to love the Lord and you are supposed to fear the Lord, but how or why would you even want to? And that is the question that I'm going to answer in this post. In the past, I have said, since God is our father, I compare the fear that we should have for the Lord to one that children should have for their parents. If that sounds crazy, then you can read my other blog posts on why children should fear their parents and you can click the link down below to read that. Now on to explain what does it mean to fear the Lord. To start off this discussion, I feel that it is only right to point to biblical scriptures that will help me explain what to fear the Lord means. Proverbs 1.7 The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. The verse explain. If God were standing in front of you right now, would you punch him in the face? Probably not, because you know that if you did that, then it would be the end of your life because God has the ability to let you live and he has the ability to let you die. Therefore, we may think twice about punching him in the face because you don't want to get struck dead or something. And knowing God has this power makes you fear him, right? Or at least it should. And if you decide to punch God in the face, then you can expect the consequences of punching God in the face. Because if God does not punish you, then you may turn around and punch God in the face again. I know that sounds like a crazy way to explain this verse, but what I'm trying to say is that when you fear the Lord, then you will begin to know what you should and should not be doing. When you fear the Lord, you cannot just act all crazy, i.e. punching God in the face because you fear the repercussions that God will give you. To put it in this way that you can understand, think of it like this. If you are in need of money real bad, some people will rob a bank. These people are the ones who have no fear or reverence for the law or probably anything. They are people who put their own needs above what is right. For most normal people, what keeps them from robbing the bank is that they don't want to get caught. They don't want to go to jail because it's too risky. So the laws are what keeps us honest. It is the same way with God. God knows and he sees everything. There's no running away from him. So when you do evil, God sees it and he has the authority to punish you. Yes, God is forgiving, but he can punish you when you do wrong. Because like the robber, if the robber is not caught, he will go on and rob again and again and again. God has to punish us so that we do not go about wreaking havoc on the world and destroying ourselves in the process. And our fear of him is what keeps us in check. Also check out my video below on what happens when God has turned his hand against you for more on this discussion. What does it mean to fear the Lord, the power of life and death? I'm a Christian and I fear the Lord. More than I fear the police getting arrested and more than I fear the devil himself because God is more powerful than all of them combined. I think sometimes because God loves us, we forget that he is almighty, all-powerful, and he has the authority to end the world in the blink of an eye. That is kind of scary. For my next point, I want to start off with the following verse. It's Matthew 10:28. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. To put it bluntly, God can send us to hell. He has the ability to do that. In fact, he has the ability to do just about anything he wants. I mean, let's get real. In the Old Testament, God would literally strike people dead on the spot for disobeying him. During the days of Noah, God flooded the earth and killed all of the inhabitants because of their sin and their disobedience. He killed Lot's wife for looking back after he told her not to. 
What angered God then still angers him now and the main reason why we should fear God is because God has the authority to strike us all dead and to destroy the earth all over again if he wants to. It is only when Jesus came that he extended us grace and you do not see people getting stricken down dead for telling a lie or something. My point is that the fact that God has the ability to do something like this is something to be feared, but God chooses not to. Knowing this should make you want to get on your knees and thank God for not issuing the same type of punishment to you for your sins. Because if he did, then many of us would be hit by lightning and sent to hell right now for some of the stuff that we've done. Doesn't it make you afraid that if God chooses to do so, if he really wanted to, he can wipe us out forever because of our sinful nature. But just because God chooses to have mercy on us does not mean that we should take God for a fool. Have you heard of that expression that you should not mistake kindness for weakness? It is the same way with God. Just because God loves us and is kind to you does not mean that he is weak. My point is that you should never downgrade God so much to forget that he is all-powerful. What does it mean to fear the Lord when you fear God you don't fear people? Let's get into the first part of Matthew 10:28. This verse is also telling us that the only one that we should fear is God. Not people, not man, not our bosses, not the robbers on the street. We should only fear God. It was man that crucified Jesus, but Jesus made the point that whatever authority man thought they had over him was given to them by God. John 19:11, Meaning that whatever happened to Jesus was God's will because God has the ultimate say so and not man. And therefore you should not be scared of what man can do to you, but only what God can do to you for all of the reasons that I stated above. And if man is doing something to you, then you should take enough comfort in the fact that God is allowing it. Then there must be a reason for it. And therefore you not, should not be afraid of it. We should fear no one but God because God has the ability to destroy both soul, body, and hell, not a man. And also you can check out my video for more tips on how to turn fear into faith. But case in point, when I stop fearing man, this is an excerpt from my book specifically for single moms, Fix It Jesus for Single Moms Only. As a single mother, I had gone through so many things, especially when it came to my money. I never really got a steady stream of child support, mainly because my child's father was in prison for seven years after my son was born. After I got laid off from my job, the only emotion that I felt was fear and anxiety. I felt fear when I heard the truck in my neighborhood, thinking that they were coming to turn off my lights because I was late paying my utilities. I felt fear over not knowing how I was going to get food or my son's tuition so that he could keep going to school. I was a nervous wreck about any and everything because everything was going so wrong and I did not know what tomorrow would bring and I felt fear and anxiety all of the time. And even though that was a hard time in my life, I literally lacked for nothing. We always had something to eat and I always had the basic utilities that I needed. I feared because I did not know. I did not know how, when, or what, so that made me afraid. But despite the fact there was a terrible time in my life that I would never want to repeat, it was a time in my life where I learned not to fear. What does worrying get you? It almost got me a nervous breakdown. And I'm not being funny. I was a nervous wreck. But what can you change by worrying? If they were going to turn off my lights and they were going to turn off my lights, me worrying was not going to fix that. What was going to fix it was me trusting in God because God was the one that provided for me the entire time despite my worrying and nervousness. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, or about your body, or about what you will wear, is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds in the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in the barns, and yet their heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Matthew 6.25 
The reason why I bring this up is because there is no point in fearing man because they did not have the ultimate say-so. God did. That is when I learned to fear God and only God because he has the authority to change your situation, punish you, and even reward you. If you know someone who may need to read this post, then go ahead and share it with them. And also, don't forget to get my single mom's book by clicking the link down below.